Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's going on, folks? Welcome into Believe in Commanders. Uh, it's your man. I'm Anthony Armstrong. I'm solo dolo. My man Brian Murphy's had had a little little trouble at the house, a little house house side stuff like plumbing. So it's nothing too bad, but he's going to take care of it. So Brian, I'm holding it down for you. Uh, but we got some help here that's going to join us here in a little bit. But first and foremost, I want to make sure that we point out our sponsor, BetOnline.com. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today to you or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe Five Zero B L E A V Five Zero to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now let's do this. I'm going to welcome in a friend of mine, uh, Washington Nation Football Nation Commander Nation. You know this guy. Uh, we go way back. The tables have turned. We're going to welcome in. ABC host, uh, Sports Journey, Inside Team Insider, Mr. Lake Lewis, bringing him in. Lake Lewis, what's going on? How are you, sir? What's going on, my friend? This, is, yeah, this has turned. The tables have turned. <laughs> you know, I was like, man, I got to find that picture. Uh, there's a picture of us um, at, at the radio show that that you had me on, had me started in this in this crazy game. What was it like? 11, 12 years ago now. Yeah, it's been a while, man. Time's flying right on by, right? Neither <laughs> one, neither one of us have aged at all, so that's uh, a well, good thing. I appreciate that. <laughs> we still look the same. We still look Thanks. the same. Uh, but man, Lake, you know, first and foremost, thanks for coming on. Um, and you're out there watching the team. You've been out at training camp a few times. Um, you're, you're covering the team. That's what you do. You've been to the, the preseason game and the practices. So I want to get insight from you. Uh, just what are just a couple of points or something that you've seen, maybe bits of improvement or some areas that they need to improve from week one, moving into week two uh, for this Washington team? Well, I think you, you'll, of all, of all people, be able to appreciate this, that this might be the deepest their receiving core has been in a long time. And they've got a lot of speed out there. You know, when you played and you were opposite Santana, you know, you guys had speed. Then there was Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon. I mean, uh, you know, and it kind of fell apart a little bit, you know, then naturally you found Terry McLaurin, um, but he needed somebody opposite him. So now when you look at their receiving core, you know, you have Curtis Samuel, who's health, he looks healthy, you know, hopefully he's healthy. Um, we know what he can do when he is healthy. You know, he's versatile, he's fast, he's quick. Um, you can put him in different spots on the field. And then Jahan Dotson, you know, I got to say we are, you know, Penn State all day. Um, <laughs> you know, he's, uh, he's another guy that's going to be a nice added bonus for them. So you have these fast receivers now, a lot of speed on the outside and uh, all, you know, starts with the quarterback position. You go out and you get Carson Wentz, a guy that, you know, whether you like him or not, one of the things that he can do is that he can put the ball down the field. So when you have speed, you want to be able to open the field up. So I've been impressed with that part of their game, their their practices, the preseason game. 
there were a couple chances they took down the field during the preseason game they didn't hit. But those were throws that I'm not sure Taylor Heineke last year would have attempted. You know, um, those are throws that I'm not sure Kirk Cousins would have even taken when he was here. So now you've got a big arm quarterback with fast receivers. Hopefully that opens your offense up. So that's the first thing that jumps out at me. And then the second thing is they've got a problem at running back. Not a bad problem, a good problem. And the problem is, is that Brian Robinson Jr. should be their starter. He's he's a true running back, and you could you saw what he did in the preseason game. He has preseason Anthony, but you could see he gave the offense a little something different from Antonio Gibson. And I, I'm actually thinking if Brian Robinson continues to have a strong preseason, he's going to be the opening day starter. Yeah, I, I can I can see that happening, especially it didn't help that Antonio had that fumble. I mean, there were some reports today. I saw uh, some tweets. I think Pete Haley had tweeted one that um, you had AG was working at that slot on punt block where that was normally Brian Robinson. And I know personally I read that and I was like, oh, yeah, they've made the switch. They've, they've already made the switch, right? <laughs> they've made the switch. They've made the switch. And and. Uh, from a player standpoint, and I've been I've been chirping this. I was like, okay, as an offensive coach, like Coach Turner, you got to think, hey, let's try to find a way to use AG creatively. Mm-hmm. Um, and but you can't put somebody back on the field with with some ball security issues. Um, so another position that I do want to ask you about, especially when you talk about opening up the field, you get those receivers pushing the ball downfield. That's going to open some intermediate areas uh, on the field as well. Uh, you have Samus Reyes just got put on injured reserve. What what are the what's the team going to do with this tight end position? I mean, they've got some talent at the tight end position, you know, especially with some of the rookies, some of the younger guys. The problem is everybody's nicked up right now, yeah. you know. So, Cole Turner probably you probably won't see him until you know the opening day, you know, the first game, just to play it safe. And he's a rookie, so he's a guy that you would want to get, you know, some reps and practice and familiarity with his teammates and Carson Wentz. Um, but they just can't chance it right now because they're so thin at the position. Um, but they're also extremely talented at the position. I mean, Curtis Hodges is another guy, you know, tall, six seven, six eight. That's the thing, Anthony. These tight ends are huge. You know, Big so guys. They've got a, yeah, they've got a lot of size to them. Um, just can't really get them all on the field. So, uh, you know, uh, Armani Rogers right now is kind of the guy that's stepping into the, the role. Um, at least for right now. And then, of course, Logan Thomas, you know, won't won't be available to start the season. So, you know, you just got to get these guys healthy. But I do think that once everyone can come back and they can be healthy, I actually think they could be a strength on the offense. I think they're going to be that deep at the position. You talk about depth. We have to talk about the lack of depth on the opposite side of the ball. Guys who cover those tight ends more often, the linebacker position. You've seen, obviously, you got, you know, Jamin Davis, Cole Holcomb. uh, You hear the name David Mayo get thrown around and a few other guys that maybe lesser known players. What's what's the answer there? You know, they run a lot of two linebacker uh, sets or packages, you know, so it's not like, you know, you're you're going to you're going to see a lot of the, I guess, lack of depth because Cole Holcomb and Jamin Davis are going to be on the field quite a bit. Um, Jamin Davis had a really nice practice today and. Uh, you know, our good friend John Kime, you know, put out, you know, he, he was doing some really good stuff. And, you know, fans are skeptical of Jamin Davis, you know, and I always uh, say he had a decent rookie season. The problem is the guy that people were trying to compare him to for Washington 
another Penn Stater, uh, Michael Parson, <laughs> who's down your way. Yeah. You know, he's just he's just a, a phenomenal football player, and that's not fair to Jamin. Um, and I also think, you know, Jamin was brought in to be a middle linebacker, which we all know is not his position. That's so a tough spot. Moved, right, exactly. So they moved him to the outside, and he's getting familiar with that. And I think you're going to see a much better, uh, quote-unquote, sophomore season for him. Uh, Khalid Hudson is another linebacker that's had a decent camp. Um, he's from Michigan, you know, kind of undersized guy, but he does make plays out there. And he's actually had a pretty strong, uh, you know, preseason and, uh, you know, training camp. So um, he probably would be, in my opinion, the third guy up outside of a David Mayo. But, yeah, they're thin at the position. Um, they didn't address it in the draft. And there were some guys that were sitting there that I was just sure, like in the Kobe Dean, I was just like, oh, they're going to draft, draft them. And they didn't do it. And then there were some other guys sitting there and they didn't draft them. So hopefully they feel like what they have in the building is enough to get the job done. We're going to find out. That is definitely the truth. Um, so let's see. We talk about um, biggest position battle. So I saw today that uh, Coach Rivera was saying six is his number at receiver. That's the number that he's been throwing out. And that, that's what I thought. I was like, he, five is on the low end. Six is probably what, what that magic number ends up being. You know, you have Dodson, McLaurin. Uh, and Samuel and, and Cam Sims, you know, you, if you assume that's your top four, who do you have filling in those uh, five and six spots at the receiver position? Yeah, that's a great question. And um, I'm, I'm almost, you know, I don't want to say certain, but, you know, obviously I would say Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dawson, um, Cam Sims, Dak Milne uh, is my fifth. And, you know, this is going to be interesting because there's some other guys that are there that, uh, I mean, of course, you know, the, the six guy is going to be um, going brain up, uh, me Brown. You know, those yeah. are locks. That's your six. Those are, that's a lock. There, no one else is cutting into that, Anthony. So, you know, there's, there's no other wild cards in the picture. Those are your six guys. Lock it solid. Um, the, the thing that's going to be interesting is, is that, who out of that group is going to end up being maybe your punt returner. Mm -hmm. And now you think about it with Antonio Gibson, perhaps having his running back spot taken, uh, you know, do you use him as a change of pace guy in the backfield or do you use him how he was used in college as kind of like a Swiss army knife, put him all over the field. And now you have kind of like two versions of Curtis Samuel on the field at the same time, which could be interesting. Uh, so do you put him back there, punt return, if he's fumbling? I don't know. I mean, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I think that I think that he could benefit from one-on-one -on -one situations. You know, if, with his skill set, I'm comparing him loosely, comparing him to like a Alvin Kamara, right? Mm -hmm. Just saying the fact that hey, you can run some routes out of the backfield. He can probably split you out. You can have some success. Um, but there's something about running in between those tackles. You got really big guys that are hitting you on the hitting hitting you on the arms and hitting on the uh, the football, trying to knock it out of your uh, knock it out of your hands. That can add a little bit of issues. Let's see here. I wanted to go with to the next spot. Uh, let's talk about the safety position. Mm -hmm. What do you what do you see the team doing there? There's a lot of names that have been thrown around with that uh, position. You know, I like what they have going on in safety. I mean, I like the rookie Butler quite a bit. Um, but I think Bobby McCain has solidified himself there. You know, he just, um, you know, when he came in last year, 
I was always saying that I don't know why they made the change from Jeremy Reeves. I thought Jeremy Reeves and Cam Curl had worked really well two years ago when they were both rookies. Um, but, you know, they wanted to upgrade at the position. And Bobby McCain is showing now that he can make plays and he's, he's more comfortable. I mean, you know, when you come over from another team to another team system and it's something totally different from what you're used to running from a terminology standpoint, from, you know, schematic where you need to be on the field, it takes time. And I think towards the middle of last year, you saw him start to make plays. And you remember how they finished last season against the Giants. You know, the two interceptions from him, one was for a touchdown. I mean, you know, he, he showed that what he could do with a full offseason in the system. And uh, so I like that. I, I, I'm a big Cam Curl guy at strong safety. I think he's got Pro Bowl written all over him. I really do. It was just unfortunate that last year, you know, you had Landon Collins. They paid Landon Collins a lot of money. He's had success in the league. So, you 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 know, you had to have him on the field. You just did. Uh, the problem was it cut into Cam Curl's uh, development in his second year. So now he's going to be the guy at strong safety. And, and, and I think you're going to see him emerge as one of their best players on defense. I'm, I'm excited for that. I, I like him as a player. Um, definitely like what he brings, brings some physicality. Um, and I think they're going to need some help at the, some help from the safety position to kind of take a little bit of pressure off of that linebacker position as well. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Okay. So the next thing, we get away from the training camp a little bit. The mascot. Did you vote into in the mascot poll and hog dog superhero or military person? What did you vote for? I didn't vote for anything. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I've been saying this even as far as the name change. I mean, you're you're a former player to play for the Redskins. And, you know, some people have a tough time accepting that. They've moved on from that. And I keep saying this. Whatever the mascot is, whatever the team colors were, whatever the name was, if you come out on Sunday and you win and you win consistently, I've said it before, I don't care if your name was the cupcakes and your uniform was all pink it would be a lot of pink cupcakes around D.C. if you're winning. And that's all that matters, man, is what happens on the field in between those white lines. No, I agree with you. That, I mean, that's the truth. Ultimately, people don't – players aren't going to too much of care, but I, I, I would vote for Hog personally. There's that commander Hog that's been circulating around. I like so, it. yeah. I like it. I like it. I mean, if I – if I if you know, you made me make a decision, that's where I'm going to because it does keep, uh, you know – part of the history of the hogs and you know with people dressed in the in the stadium and you have the the modern commander added to it so i i just think that's a slam dunk they, they can't mess that up yeah please don't please don't now with the with the theme song i say start brand new don't try to recreate the past i say start brand new let me ask you this let me ask you this this is something i was on a podcast the other day um, they asked the question what is a successful season for this team what do you what do you think a successful season is well obviously you know for, to, to start you want to win more than you did the previous year you know the prior year and they've had seven straight you know seven consecutive win season winning seasons since ron rivera's come in um i will say the first year was very much a shocker to a lot of people because they won the division with seven wins i mean that's not something to write home about, but you still won the division and you won it with a lot of young players. 
So at least they come into the league and taste some success, you know. So that's all they knew at the, at that point. Last year, tougher schedule, um, still anemic quarterback play, you know, no consistency there, and different guys rotating in and out over Ron Rivera's two years. You know, I think there's been five different quarterbacks. So, you know, you still had seven wins, um, and you were competitive. That's the other thing. You know, if they were just getting blown out every game, then there'd be a problem, but they were competitive. Now you have another year of a drafted, you know, your guys, some free agents that you brought in that are familiar with your system. And again, you go out and you get your quarterback now and rather, you know, people knock Carson Wentz for being inaccurate or whatever. Listen, man, he had 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions in Indy last year. That's not bad. Um, he had that and they had the league's leading rusher. <laughs> so, yeah. and he had that where his receivers outside of maybe a Zach Pascal, uh, T.Y. Hilton and those guys and, and Michael Pittman, they were hurt a lot. So, you know, I'm signing up for a quarterback that can get me those numbers, especially under those circumstances. So, you know, now you, you have everything in place. So, Anthony, to answer your question, I'm going to say right now I have them at eight to nine wins. I think, um, you know, if, if they can play well, they can come up the gate early. You do have Jacksonville first game, Detroit second game. And those aren't two teams that you can take lightly because they're trying to prove something too, that they've rebounded. Uh, but if you can, if you can go two and oh, and then you, you know, you've got, you know, I think Dallas week four or whatever, or Philly uh, week three. I mean, if you can go two and oh and have your division games coming up with some success, Maybe you can get to ten wins, uh, but I think realistically, this is this is probably a nine-win football team, and that could get you a wild card spot in, in the NFC playoffs. Yeah, I I was saying that I, the ideal situation is ten and winning the division, simply because Dallas isn't at full power. Right, you have C.D. Lamb, but you don't have Michael Gallup over there. You're trying to figure out your the second receiver is Zeke slowing down. Uh, so I figured the best case scenario, if you give me best Carson Wentz and stability on the backfield, no no turnovers, I feel like you're going to get yourself an opportunity to be successful, sneak into those playoffs. So do you think ten wins is is enough to win the division? Because I I think Philadelphia and Dallas are going to be pretty, pretty good football teams. I just, I mean, I don't necessarily, they haven't proven in recent history that I feel like they're just going to go on a run and just take everybody out. You know, if Dallas had Gallup and they were at more of full strength on offense, and then maybe I'd be like, okay, like Dallas is scary. But when Gallup got hurt, you know, it's unfortunate, but it takes away a lot of firepower. So, Absolutely you know, I yeah. think it brings that division a lot closer. I mean, hate to say it, but you got to love what Philly did this offseason. Trading for A.J. Brown is a big move. You know, you give yourself somebody to, for Hurts to throw the ball to. They've basically they built the offense to say, here, you're going to have success or we're going to get somebody else. And then they've oh, made some – that, and that's the play. So either they're going to be good now. And I, you know, I, feel, I feel like Philly could get you eight, eight wins, seven, eight wins. But they're, they've, the way they finished last year makes it very scary to see what they could do this year with some added improvements across a couple of key positions. Absolutely. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, we, was, we, was, we were looking for Mr. Mike Sellers to join us, uh, but I may have to catch him on another one because I know you may have had some questions for him. Uh, but one of the questions I was going to ask him 
um, was about the additional 10 greatest players added to the Washington uh, football list of just great players. Did, uh, did you see that list? Did you get to vote on that one? I didn't vote on it, actually. Um, I, I, I've been looking at the list and I've had some candid comments about the list, <laughs> not just these 10, but in general, because no Trent Williams. Well, they put him back. They put him on there. Yeah, I think they I think they revised that. it and put it on. I think of that, course, that, of course. that might have been a little petty. That might have been I, I vote I I picked I picked Trent. I'd have put Trent on that list. I'll put him on that list. You gotta give him love. You can't be mad at, at the way he left, but you know, leave it on the field, you gotta put him on the list of, of the next ten to add to the to the greatest players list. First of all, Trent Williams is probably one of the if you just look at body of work in a redskin uniform or do we have to say commanders even when we reference the past now? Is that? It's no, it, that, they haven't even played yet. I just stick to Washington. I know I can't go wrong. Right. So, so for to who played for who played for Washington, I'm gonna go out and on a limb, and I don't even think it's a limb to say Trent Williams is one of the ten greatest Washington players of all time, and might be top five. I mean, you just have to look at the body of work. Um, multiple, 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 multiple Pro Bowls. And, I mean, he's recognized around the league. He's not a guy that is kind of pushed up and pumped up here, you know, to you know from the fan base here. No, he's widely respected around the league. And now in San Francisco, I mean, people are talking about him being the best offensive lineman in football, period. And that's a, what, 33? I mean, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, looking at looking at stats, I mean, you got a nine-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro. Uh, I mean, I'm okay, this has, what, sacks? Maybe, oh, that's how many sacks did he have. I was like, he never gave up a sack, but he very rarely. I mean, rarely. he's very consistent. Yeah, he had some, some time away from injuries, but he definitely gave you consistency at that position. You knew. Uh, basically, the only time we didn't make the Pro Bowl were his first two years in the league. Ever right. since then, uh, he made all all the Pro Bowls there. Um, other people on that list, you had um, what Mike Sellers was on the list, Alfred Morris, uh, both quarterbacks from 2012, RG3, Kirk Cousins. Um, and frankly, there's a lot of a lot of folks from the past that I have never heard of. So I, I didn't vote for them because I didn't know the names, but. Uh, I did. I, I did not vote for either quarterback. Were you right? And, and I mean, Cousins and needs to be on there. Um, RG three probably just because of that magical first year. You know, the 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 rookie campaign that you know you guys got in the playoffs, things like I. That that's probably what that was. But um, you, you know, there's a lot of guys. It's going to be interesting to see at the end of this who was left off. Um, I don't think it's hard to come up with these people, with these these players. Um, a lot of them did some good things. Um, but I, I want to see, are they putting people in there from a popularity standpoint as opposed to a production standpoint? Um, you know, so that, that's that's what that's going to be on there. I mean, hell, if, it, if, if you want to put people on there for having, you know, one or two really, really strong seasons, I'm throwing Anthony Armstrong on there. Hey, you know what? Look, I was looking for a write-in vote. <laughs> put, put me up there. I'll take an asterisk. Hell, you I can mean, throw me on that on, list. You know? I mean, and 
look came out of nowhere, you know, and, and, and I remember them days vividly. Um, those were good times, man, you know, so oh, yeah. uh, a lot of guys that, that had some, some, some production for a couple of years, some strong years, um, you know, that, that possibly could pop up on there. Alfred Morris, you know, definitely came to mind when I saw that, uh, you know, didn't have, I, I mean, I don't even know if he had more than three years um, from a production was, standpoint. Yeah, he but had his couple. Those but, years were super strong, though, man. <laughs> I mean, you, you come in and what he did, what led the league and rushing just about. And mm-hmm. I mean, he had a hell of a start, had a hell of a career. He just, I think he just uh, just retired and is getting into a new uh, a new industry somewhere. I saw his his, uh, his wife made a post. So good luck to him. Got to get him on the show. Yeah. Got to get him on the show, but he don't get nothing new. He might be on dial-up still. So I got to <laughs> I gotta get Alfred to upgrade a little bit to get him out here on the show. All right. Pivot, I'm going to pivot back to the preseason, just looking ahead to this upcoming weekend. I mean, the way that the, the preseason schedules have been changed, the, the second game is kind of like the third game now where it's the dress rehearsal. What are some key improvements that you're looking for, either from players or from the team overall, going into this game against Kansas City? I mean, this is probably the best case scenario for Washington to have a dress rehearsal against a Super Bowl contender. Um, You know, you want to see your defense be able to make some plays and naturally they're going up against, you know, one of the best, if not the best quarterback in football. So um, you want to put pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Um, Kansas City is a little different from what they were, you know, in the past that I made. They've got some big receivers now, as opposed to pretty much the fast scat guys everywhere. Tariq Hill's gone. Um, uh, you know, Hardman, I mean, you still have some speed. But at the end of the day, uh, Washington, this gives them a chance to see where they really are on a defensive standpoint. Um, you'll get a chance to see how their linebackers can do, as you mentioned earlier, because you're, you're playing against the best tight end in football, if not one of the top two or three and Travis Kelsey. So who's going to cover him? Naturally, it looks like it's going to have to be Jamin Davis. So this is a good test, a good litmus test. Everyone will be able to see where Jamin Davis is. Um, On the other side of the ball, you know, how will the offensive line hold up? You know, Kansas City's made some moves to their defensive line and um, I think Chris Jones is still there, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, you want to see how they can protect uh, you know, Carson Wentz in the pocket and give him some time. So I'm looking forward to this game. I mean, I'm actually pretty excited about the game. You know, we don't get excited about preseason, and I'm sure you as players don't either. <laughs> You're trying to make it through without getting hurt. But I love the fact that it's only three preseason games now. And you're right, the second game now becomes the dress rehearsal. I, I would I would venture to say, Anthony, you're probably going to see the starters for a half this game, and then that's it. Yeah, if they if they're successful and they look good and efficient, I can see that being being the plan. Yeah, just you know, half I think is fair. I was surprised that they got into I think it was a third quarter last game. I Um, was, but it was I I had to watch just some highlights. But I think they told a great story that the offense took a little while to get going, but it wasn't. They didn't give it away, right? It was like, okay, all right, we're, we're almost, and I punt the ball, and then defense bend, don't break, and then the offense kind of had another drive that kind of sputtered, but then eventually they put a long one together, and that's what Coach uh, Rivera was looking for, and that's really what everybody's looking for in the preseason anyways. 
They want to see that. Yeah, are you able to show up, line up, execute the plays, and and look good? Where I can say, okay, get the hell off the field. We don't want you to be out there all day. Right. Um, Proves your point. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Who 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 are you expecting to make a a, a splash in this game? You know, um, I, I think Carson Wentz should have a better game. You know, I think uh, again, he took some he took some chances last week down the field. The one was a, a pass interference. You know, uh, so you know that's a positive play. You know, you picked up, you know, 30-yard pass interference. If not, you know, uh, Dotson's catching the ball, you know, for 40, 50 yards. So, you know, they, they took a chance. And those are throws, like I said, I'm not sure if anybody else in the past two years would have made or even attempted. So now I do want to see them, you know, carry that into Kansas City, take some shots down the field, uh, open up the offense a little bit. Uh, and I also want to see more of Brian Robinson. I, I I know you don't want to batter your running back in the in the preseason, especially that the type of running back that he is, a physical running back. Um, but I think that this guy, his emergence is going to open up this offense even more because let's call it like it is. And this isn't knocking Antonio Gibson. And I think a lot of people have to stop knocking him. He's a talented kid. He's a great young man, um, super nice. Uh, the problem is, is that he's, he's learning a position that he really didn't play in college and he's learning it at the highest level possible. That's tough. You know, that's like telling me you sending me to MIT to learn some engineering and stuff like that. And I've never done that. You know, So not just having to learn something hard, but learn it against the smartest and best, most talented people in the profession. Yeah. So I think that that's been a problem for him. And you can clearly see though, from a vision standpoint and things like that, he's not a running back. He's just not. He he, he kind of dances in the hole a little bit. It's hard to run in between those tackles, and it's hard to run in when you don't really maybe understand some things. And you can see with Brian Robinson, he's quick and decisive. He knows, you know, this isn't here. I'm going there. Yeah. And I just kept seeing him churn two, three yards every time he touched the ball, even when there was no blocking there. He still made positive yards. So I'm looking forward to seeing him against Kansas City. And if he can have a strong second game, yeah, man, it's, it's a lot. He'll be yeah. one of them guys like I used to do, no no pads on for the final preseason game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I was telling them other kids, I didn't like that I didn't I didn't play in that final preseason game my first year. I remember you saying because you still felt like you had something to prove and you weren't yeah. sure. You didn't, oh want to be in, you didn't want to be in the uh, in the locker room for cut day because you still not at all. <laughs> yeah, man, it's Santana Moss, Chris Cooley, Clinton Portis, Mike Sellers, Anthony Armstrong. I said, "Oh no!" They're like, "Congrats!" I'm like, "Nah, man, nah, man, nah." But, I, but ironically enough, I mean, fast forward to 2012, like during the last two games, I was supposed to get some burn, and I didn't get my burn. And the mother two guys balled out, Aldrick and, and Desmond Briscoe. They had hell of five, final two games, and that got me, sent me packing. So, you see, yeah. I knew. I was like, man, I was like, I don't know, man. Maybe I just need to catch one more touchdown. But, no, nah, it's an it's exciting still, still time. happy about that, though. That was, I, was, that was I was happy I made it. Uh, I Frank, I didn't relax until Monday when they, I actually got to go back in the building. That means I officially made it across that roster. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah, it's hmm. sometimes I, 
it, it, it wasn't until recently that I actually kind of actually put stuff up. I never really had any decorations or any uh, memorabilia up on the wall. So I had to say, you know what, man, you got to give yourself a little love for, for, right, for what you, you did. And, in the NFL, you started. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. In the that's NFL, crazy. nobody, let's be honest, man, nobody knew who you were when you got there. Nobody Facts. was expecting anything like that. And, Facts. Uh, you became a fan favorite. Um I mean, hell, man, you started opposite Santana Moss when he was in his prime. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. What the hell am I doing here? <laughs> yeah. So I'm saying, man, of course you need to be proud of that. And I mean, there's, bro, there's, there's only 1% of the population that can, and, and, and you can't even say 1%. I'm talking 1% of the sports population. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. Can say they've done something like that. So it's an honor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, I, 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 I look. I appreciate it more. I, I like you said. I'm just always head down. Just always head down, grinding. And I know that there's going to be somebody that shows up out of this uh, off season that's going to be that next guy. So let's let's do this. Who's going to be the next Anthony Armstrong? Ooh, wait. That's a good one, man. I, if I would have to say, see, the difference is, is that they're set. At the receiver spot, and it don't you, have to be received to be somewhere else. Like just, just that one Curtis, guy that Curtis, you're like Curtis Hodges. Yeah, remember that name, tight end. He, he he's a six, he's a seven, former quarterback, six, right? Yeah, just just former quarterback, former. You know, just and you knew these guys used to hoop, man. There's no there's no way you six eight you didn't hoop at some point. <laughs> Come on, man. That if not all that height on my football team, either. all that height. <laughs> Don't waste that height. You way up there can't do nothing but change light bulbs. You better hoop a little bit. Yeah, come man, on, come on, man. Five or six, eight. We might not be on this phone right now. <laughs> I still be getting money overseas or something. Hey, yeah, I ain't man. mad at it. Okay, Curtis Hodges or Curtis Hodges. Hey, put circle it, circle it. Especially, really though, if you look at it, the reason people get opportunities is one, you earn it. But two, you got to be ready to take advantage of the opportunities that show up. I mean, Logan Thomas being out, that's unfortunate. And now you got Cole Turner that's out, that's unfortunate. But, hey, you're trying to eat. You need to get these reps. And, and Curtis Hodges is on you. So you make a play or two, catch a touchdown, you're going to end up on somebody's roster here coming up soon. Well, man, he's a guy that you can't stash either. I mean, you you can't now. I mean, you can't, yeah. you can't protect them. You can't hide them, especially with Samuels being out. Um, and people see, oh, this guy's got some talent, and he's six eight. Somebody yeah. can't coach tall. Quick, you <laughs> right. can't coach tall, and you can't coach speed. Nope. And if you got those two, one of those two things, they'll figure out. I've seen a lot of uh, below average football players who had like one or two of those traits, and you're like, well, that's why he's here. But right. they're like, if we can figure out how to get this guy to read a card and run the right route, he's going to be amazing. Um, hopefully, you know, Curtis doesn't have to be in, in that category, but best of luck to him. I, I love seeing those undrafted guys just come in and just make the most of it, take full Absolutely. advantage. Absolutely. It is, makes it the most exciting. Man, Lake, I appreciate you taking the time. Appreciate you coming over here and kicking with us a little bit. Do you have any last words, anything that you want to add, any, any shout outs that you want to throw uh, to the people? Man, just appreciate doing this with you. And uh, it's good to good to catch up and, uh, you know, see your transition, you know, is going quite well and 
real estate world and all those good things. So congrats to that. And, you know, it's just good to see one of the, one of the nice guys continuing to uh, blossom and do well. And, you know, I know your family. And uh, so just, just good stuff, man. It's good to see you guys doing well. Man, I appreciate those kind words. And it's, it's good to see you across the screen. It's all the tables of everybody that used to interview me. Now I need a favor. Y'all need to come on and help your boy out and jump on the pod. But man, I, I appreciate you taking the time. Folks, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Believe in Commanders. Don't forget, go to betonline.com. Use our code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V, 50, get 50% off of the bets. Lake, do you do any of the betting? Do you know any? Of, I mean, obviously, you may not be able to do it legally, but I mean, no. I mean, I shoot. I, I mean, DraftKings is one of my um, sponsors. So, oh yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, so I, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I put some some parlays together every now and then. <laughs> always, always, I'm the one that's like, I'm gonna try this little crazy ass. I gotta hit sixteen to sixteen. I'm gonna win a hundred thirty thousand dollars. That's me. I'm like, you know, yeah, you know I what. <laughs> Hey, you're like, this is the week. This is the one week that all of the, the underdogs is gonna are gonna win. It's like, huh? Exactly. You're like, hmm. Like you gotta think about it. That one one week way back in what was it, 20, 2011 or something, or 2009, the dolphins were owing forever. And then Greg Camarillo caught that pass, takes it to the end zone, and they are not lost. They don't have a they don't they get their first win. Somebody made that bet. All right, or they either busted a parlay or they made a parlay based on those dolphins winning. But you know, you gotta have a lot of money to win a lot of money. So my thing is if you bet for a major underdog to win and you bet twenty bucks, I mean, yeah, you might get a hundred back, but it but you, you know, if you're gonna go for that kind of gusto. Might as well, you know, drop a drop a couple thousand on that, so you can get back some six figures. And you now gonna be out there like you gonna be out there like Mattress Mac, man. You over there <laughs> doing it big. Let's let these folks get out of here, man. Lake Lewis, I appreciate you taking the time. Believe Nation, we'll see you on the next one. And uh, good luck to the commander this week, y'all. Stay out of trouble. See you next time. Fair enough. All right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.